Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. There's a principle implied here. That doesn't mean that you literally have to get into the closet to pray. That that's the only place God will hear you. But you remember his thought is not to be praying to be seen of men. His thought really is that most of your praying should be done privately. Amen. Are you listening to me? Thy Father which seeth in secret will reward you openly. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the classic series, What Jesus Taught About Prayer by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. The Word of God teaches us having done all we have to say we're unprofitable servants. Can you say amen? amen? No, we're not doing things to attract attention unto ourselves. Amen? But unto the Lord. Praise God forevermore. So, if you're doing any of these things to be seen a man, well then, you know, you have your reward. Now then, he said, and when thou prayest, so let's get to that now. When thou prayest, be not as the hypocrites are. So that means then that you can be hypocritical even when it comes to praying. As well as giving or singing or preaching or doing anything else. Well, how are the hypocrites? They love to pray standing in the synagogues. Now, the synagogues were the meeting houses where they met to worship. That would correspond to our church buildings today. Do you just pray in church? How much praying do you do at home? How much praying do you do in your individual life? How much praying do you do in your personal life? Is your praying just made up of what praying you do in church well, you're all wrong then. I found out that when you pray, now, you know, we have times to pray now, but I found out in ministry, when I do my praying at home, I don't do much praying in public. Amen. Are you listening to me now? And so he said, they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. But whatever we're doing, praying, preaching, singing, or whatever we're doing, we should care less whether we're seen of men or not, but be a blessing to others. Now, verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Seen of men, just receive the praise of men, they have that, their reward. But when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. When thou shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Now then, there's a principle implied here. That doesn't mean that you literally have to get into the closet to pray. That that's the only place God will hear you. But you remember his thought is not to be praying to be seen of men. His thought really is 
that most of your praying should be done privately. Amen. Are you listening to me? Thy Father which seeth in secret will reward you openly. Now, a lot of times in public meetings like this that we're teaching people to pray, we just get them headed the right direction. If they're just going to pray while they're here and that's the end of their praying, they'd have been better off not even to come because now they're responsible for what they heard. Amen? And they ought to walk in the light of it, be a doer of it. And so, therefore, he's simply saying, not that you have to get into the clothes closet and shut the door to pray, but his thought is still that not being seen of men. It's very difficult sometimes, but yet even in our prayer meetings, what we should do is just draw an imaginary circle around us and imagine nobody's there but us, and we just, we're just in our closet, praise God, praying. That's the reason that folks in prayer meetings need to be careful not to do something that would attract attention uh, unto themselves and distract others endeavoring to pray. That means if somebody's got a little old squeaky voice, it might be well for them to pray silently instead of out loud. Amen. Are you listening to me? Because a lot of times those things are, are, are uh, distract others. And then if somebody's sort of got a foghorn for a voice, <laughs> might be good for them, you know, to, to quieten down just a little bit. I, I like to walk and pray sometimes, and that's all right. But if I'm going to attract attention unto myself, well, I don't want to do that. Are you listening to me now? And so uh, we need to realize that when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, when thou shut the door, Pray to your Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. In other words, what he's saying is that prayer is primarily something between you and the Lord. Hallelujah. Now then, let's go a little further. But you see, he said, you know, those that uh, Praying to be seen of men, they've got their reward. The Father, God's not going to reward them. Now the next verse. But when you pray, still talking about prayer now, and these principles still apply to us today. When you pray, use not vain repetitions. You know, repetition, saying the same thing over and over and over again. As the heathen do. He said that's the way the heathen do. I've seen a lot of heathen Christians in, haven't you? For they think, now listen, they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Now you know that same kind of thinking has, has rubbed off on us because you hear people a lot of time. Well, if we could just get enough people praying, that's what it's going to take. I've heard people in days gone by in the altars in Pentecostal church tell people, pray louder so God will hear you. <laughs> well, if God heard you because you prayed louder, then it would be a good thing, you know, to get the microphone, turn the amplifier up. <laughs> get real loud about it. No, God doesn't hear you because you pray loud. He doesn't hear you because you prayed quietly. He hears you because you believe him. Amen. Amen. And, uh, and so uh, folks have all kind of foolish notions 
You know, if we could just get enough people praying, that's what we need to do. Did you ever stop to think about it? Just examine the Bible now and forget about human reasoning and human thinking. Did you ever stop to think about it that uh, Jesus said, are we going to get to that just a little bit later here now? Jesus said, biggest crowd he ever mentioned was two. He said, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything they ask, it shall be done to them of my Father which is in heaven. Amen. Now, now I wonder why he said that. Well, now you'll notice in the Old Testament, scripture similar to this, that one will put a thousand, two will put 10,000 to fight. Glory to God. Jesus is saying that two in agreement can get the job. It's a whole lot easier to get a two in agreement than it is 20. Amen. Amen. I'm going to be honest with you. I appreciate people praying and, and we should have prayer meetings and we do. But like, a, like I'm saying, if that prayer meeting is going to be the beginning and the end result of all of our praying, then we might as well forget it. But I'll be honest with you, those that got the job done became the most efficient in praying were a small group, a handful. Because it's so much easier to get that group in agreement than it is a larger group. And then particularly where your crowds is, is a changing. So therefore you have to meet those people on a different level in, in teaching and so on and so forth. Now, they think they shall be heard for their much speaking. If I could just pray long enough. Might eventually, you know, talk God in the notion of doing something. No, listen. Be ye not therefore like unto them. For your father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. Now he said to ask him, all right, but he know. You see, you didn't tell him anything. Glory to God. He already knew it anyhow. Well, why pray then? If he already knows it, why don't he do something? Well, one reason, because he said to, praise God. That's the way he does things. Then Jesus went on. Now, like, like I said, he was speaking to those people present then, but the same principles apply to us today. Then in the same chapter, he went right on saying to them, after this manner, therefore pray ye. That's the ninth verse. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, you, you see, that's what we call the Lord's Prayer. And many people think that that is the new, as we've said many times, the New Testament norm for the church to pray today, but it isn't at all. It isn't at all. Now, I didn't say it isn't beautiful. I didn't say you can't learn something from it. I said that's not the church at prayer. You see, the name of Jesus is not in that prayer, is it? You don't pray anything in that prayer in the name of Jesus. Now, you see, here is a prayer 
that Jesus gave to the disciples to pray during that interim when the old covenant's going out and the new one's coming in. So then just before he went away, John the 16th chapter, the 23rd and 24th verses, just before Jesus went away to go to the cross to bleed and die, to be raised from the dead, to ascend on high, to obtain an eternal redemption for us, to eventually ascend on high and sit down at the right hand of the Father, where he ever liveth to make intercession for us. He said, in that day, that day we're living in now, and that day that began back there then, in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, see the name of Jesus is not in this prayer. So he changes the way of praying. Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer, Lynette's Bargain Bag, Activating Your Faith Package. The mini book, Faith Takes Back What the Devil's Stolen by Ken Hagan. The mini book, Blueprint for Building Strong Faith by Ken Hagan. The book, Speak to Your Mountain by Ken Hagan. The slimline book, The Real Faith by Kenneth E. Hagan. The book, Exceedingly Growing Faith by Kenneth E. Hagan. And the single CD, Words by Kenneth E. Hagan. These are being offered for a price of $19.95. Don't delay. Act right now. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. For even faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. And don't forget, we got... Uh Camp meeting coming up on yes. Sunday, uh, starts Sunday, July the 20th through That's Friday right. night, July the 25th, right here on the Rama campus. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, What Jesus Taught About Prayer. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.